0: It's rant Welcome to the SEO Rant. My name is Morty Oversee. You might know me better as Semrush's head of communications, but I'll remind you again, this podcast has nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial Morty magic slash mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You can find it at the theSEORant.com. That was hard to figure out. You can also find us on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and completely crappy podcasts are found. We are there. Also on Twitter, at SEO. Rand, when new episodes come out weekly on Thursdays, usually. If I have time, I do one. If I don't have time, I don't do one. So it makes sense to subscribe wherever you consume your podcast so you get notified when a new episode comes out. For your listening pleasure today, she is the founder of Media says She's a freaking Yankees fan from Brooklyn or originally. Now she lives in Denver. It's Christina Brodsky. How are you?
1: Thanks, Marty. Thanks for having me. I'm
0: thrilled to have you I thought the only other Yankees fan in the whole SEO industry was Glenn Gabe but I'm happy to know there's at least one other person
1: yes and your listeners don't know that for 10 minutes we were just ranting about every New York team
0: James Dolan is such an ass how to say that on a podcast I've always wanted (laughs) to say that on a podcast
1: I'm so glad you could do that with me I'm honored thank you
0: for giving me that opportunity anytime in case you have no idea what we're talking about, James Dolan owns the Knicks and he's out of his mind. He really is. Yes, not that I but, care about the Knicks.
1: Yeah, but today we're not going to talk about the Knicks. We're not going right. to talk about sports. We're going to talk about good stuff.
0: Oh, right. Oh, some sports are good. Like the Yankees are good. They won 11 games in a row, the recording of this podcast. Anyway, yep, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get past this. By the way, I love in your, in your social media, pro, in your Twitter profile, If I if I have this right, I have to remember... You have in there, um, wait, what do you, coffee. Coffee. But you're from Brooklyn, not Long Island.
1: I say coffee.
0: You say coffee? I do. So my, I'm from originally from Brooklyn. My dad is from Brooklyn. My dad does not say coffee, like from Long Island. My dad says coffee. Like I says to him, I have an idea. Let's go get some coffee. My dad has like the (laughs) thickest Brooklyn accent ever.
1: My family does too. I'm a bit subtle. But you should hear them when they all get together. It's like a bunch of friend dressers just like talking to each amazing. other.
0: Amazing. The 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 adding of the R onto words that end in A is my favorite thing in the entire planet. I don't Soder idea. It's amazing.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, today we're talking about not Brooklyn, not James Dolan, not the Yankees. I thought that's tempting. Um, carving your path in SEO. How does one carve their path? in SEO?
1: Yes, so actually this conversation was inspired from uh, the United Search Mentor Mentee uh, Program. Yeah, I was matched with Claire Carlisle and we were thinking of a topic that I could possibly present on and I wanted to go in a different direction. There's so much amazing information out there about the technical content, the link building, et cetera, et cetera, as it relates to SEO. And it's, a, it's become, at least in my opinion, a, an oversaturated market in some way. So how do you sort of carve your niche and uh, carve your path in this industry? And I do think that there is a place for everyone in this industry. But how do you know where to find yourself? And so I wanted to present on something that is a little bit more about self-awareness in which you're asking yourself certain questions to see what really dive deep into the person that you are to help inform and inspire where you want to take your career, whether it's in SEO or if you realize this industry is not for you.
0: I love that because when I think about my own SEO career, so one of the things that that I actually did was that, was think about, okay, what do I, who am I? And what do I like? What speaks to me? What kind of like, I don't, I don't know how to describe, it's almost hard to describe, but what's my sort of approach to things and can I apply that to SEO and where can I apply that to SEO and what doesn't speak to me based off that. So like, that's how I got into data analysis and, and, and conceptual analysis. I like those things outside of SEO. And I said, wow, I can totally apply that to SEO. And it's why I don't like technical SEO, although it's kind of comes in handy sometimes. Right. But it's not the thing that if I had a choice of doing, I would not choose. Let me make sure That the robot.txt files for all these websites is so super awesome and healthy. Not my favorite thing. Redirects, not my favorite thing. Content analysis and data analysis and thematic SEO analysis, that I really like. How did you come to that? How did you come to that? How did you get to that point you said, like, that's what I need to do?
1: I think... Well, how I got into SEO, I think like a lot of people within our age bracket, you just sort of like fell into it. And in the beginning it's a lot of absorbing and just listening the doing. And then you get a little bit older, and you start to question everything. And you realize, I don't like that part of SEO. But for some reason, I really like this, or you realize, I don't actually like working for someone else. I like working for myself or vice versa. Uh, What I realized when I was officially on my own was just how expansive the industry was. I was in corporate for 10 years before I was officially on my own. And you learn different things when you're working for someone else versus yourself. And then you realize that there are so many different SEO specialties. Like you mentioned, there's technical. uh, There's also Python, which admittedly that goes way over my head. (laughs) There's also uh, different levels of experiences. So we've got folks that have been in it for a while, maybe before the term SEO was coined. But then we've got the new generation of SEOs coming out and they're making me question some of the things. Oh, I'm learning something new from you. Or you might realize you thrive in different environments, whether it's agency in-house or or solo, you may have different work histories as well. So I had 10 years of corporate experience before on my own, but some people are self-taught from the beginning, or you may have come from a web developer uh, background and now you're transitioning, or you may realize you're into a certain niche. Maybe you're into travel, you're into small businesses. And then also the other layer is your thinking type. And so for me, I think very analytically and strategically, but others may think more creatively and logically. And so you could create this matrix and there's just so many different uh, parts of who you are as a person and where you can sort of fit in within the industry.
0: So I feel like you're taking something for granted. and that's that pivot internally that most people never do. Like, I, and maybe I'm wrong. And if you are one of these people who have not done that and I'm insulting you, I don't care. But um, people generally, I find whether it's an SEO or just life don't pivot internally and a- analyze themselves and try to be honest about themselves. What I don't know what enabled you to do that. And how did that come about where you said like, I need to, if I'm going to be successful, I need to understand who I am and how I sort of fit into things.
1: I think it just happened. So who I was in my twenties, I was a people pleaser. I would say, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to take what my supervisors were teaching me and, and take it to the next level and hopefully teach them something as well offer value. But then you get a little bit older, life slaps you around, and you start to question it a little bit more and figure out, is this the life that I want to live? And you start to realize I've got something to add here. I've got a lot of value. And I think I can take do a better job of this than someone else. I can be a thought leader. And so I think for me, it was just more self-exploration. So for me personally, it happened in my 30s. And I could imagine that in my 40s, it's going to to continue to evolve where it's not so much about pleasing other people. It's about also pleasing myself. And then how can I give back?
0: This is so interesting. For me, it was very similar, but from a different angle. So I always, I still enjoy philosophy and I was reading a lot of philosophy for, like really heavily for a couple of years. I don't know. I'm trying to think I'm dating myself. This is like in my twenties at some point. Then I picked it up again in my early, in my late twenties. So early twenties, late twenties. And it sort of helped me create like an outlook on how I think about things in general, like a a way of thinking or a way of perceiving things. And it's so subtle. And I started to realize that it's transferring over to other areas and topics. And then once I realized that was happening, I'm like, oh, like I can apply this to literally everything. It's just a way of seeing things very conceptually and analytically. Let's do it with SEO and see how that goes. And it just sort of fell in together all at one time. It was ironic because for me, a lot of when I was applying this stuff was when like SERP features started becoming a real thing. So maybe we're talking like 2014, 15, something like that, 16. And you could sort of see like Google making conceptual shifts. Like when that was like when it was first, there there are multiple, okay, there are multiple errors in SEO. It was a shift. I kind of feel like we're almost at another shift. I feel like the core updates was one shift. So August, 2018, the medic update was a shift. And I feel like we're due for another shift. But back in 2015 and 16, there was another shift happening. Like, Oh, sweet. There's a concept I can grab onto and sort of play around with that. And then once I started playing around with that concept on my own, I was like, okay, I own this. Like, this is my way of thinking about SEO. And now I can take this and apply this in a million different ways. I'm curious if you kind of find the same thing, like you sort of have to develop your own outlook and way of thinking about SEO and make it your own in order to be legitimately innovative.
1: Yeah. I Goodness, this was just a comment on Twitter today and that you are creating a path. It is not the path. And so you don't always know if what you're doing is maybe the right thing that you're doing. But I think as you get older, you become a little bit more confident in falling on your face and being OK with what happens after that, just fail quickly if you're not winning, if you're, yeah, if you're not winning, you're learning type of mentality, Mm. and that it's okay if it doesn't pan out the way that you think it's going to pan out, you sort of weigh your options, make a decision, see how it lands, and then go from there. It's just a way to maybe eventually arrive at the same destination.
0: So that's a really interesting point, because it is kind of scary, right? You don't, it's not like there's some sort of like SEO textbook that exists. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Neil Patel wrote a book, but that probably sucks. I know <laughs> Neil Patel is my James Dolan of SEO, but um, it's, it's kind of, you know, how do you know you're really right? How do you deal with that? Because there's no, I don't think there's a concrete way of understanding if I'm definitely right or not. And then you're going to go out there and you're going to like, I, I own this. I'm carving my path. And that sort of leads you to talk about things publicly. Once you start carving your own path, but now you got to back that up.
1: You pro, there's maybe a, diff, a couple different things to consider. So tactfully, when we're thinking about SEO, how do I know if what I'm doing is the right way? It's always experimentation. It's looking at the data. It's trying to see if what you implemented is uh, resulting in uh, more conversions, more revenue for that person. But then looking at it from a business perspective, it's am I selling uh, the right way? Am I growing the team the right way? Uh, I think a lot of leaders would probably agree that as they're growing their business, they don't always know if what they're doing is going to land the right way, but they're trying different things and they're seeing what's working, what's not working. How do they want to shape their company culture? They sort of craft their why and then build their team from there. So there's a, a few different ways you could sort of approach it.
0: So as you're sort of doing that, I, I would have to imagine that you know, things, are, things do work, things don't work. It probably kind of makes you rethink things numerous times over. Is that something that you are? So I kind of feel maybe there's two kind of ways you can slice this. I'm going to go. I'm not going to look back or I'm going to go and I'm going to look back and I'm probably going to have to rethink things a couple of times over. And that's really uncomfortable.
1: So before I go, I'll think about the potential trade-offs with what I think is the trade-offs. Of course, life throws curveballs that you didn't even consider, but let's say one of the questions is, do I want to work for myself or do I want to work for someone else? What are the pros and cons? What's my exposure to going in each direction and what am I going to need going in each direction? But you never fully 100% know what's involved if you go off on your own until you go off on your own. Sure, you could get advice from other people, but you are going to learn the hard way. That is the price of growth and going that direction. And then from there, what could I have done better? Um, So let's say even from a more tactful perspective, you gave your clients an audit and they're not implementing. So let me look in work. What could I have done different? How should I have presented the findings in order to make it more digestible in order for them and my next client to know how to implement those
0: suggestions so i think it's like you when you're calling it you know the price of growth and it's exactly what it is right whether that be um, a practical implementation or working with a client or even just your approach to seo overall like i've had that m- many times over i'm thinking okay is this how i think about this it plays itself out and i'm like i don't know if this is right or not and sometimes the results are not super clear now you can you can do something implement something and be like did that work? Did that not work? It seems like it didn't work, but does that okay? Does that mean now I throw the whole thing out, or I need to rethink this? And if I need to rethink this, and now you have to work that through again, but now you have a new factor to sort of to calculate and sort of consider into the logic of everything. And I feel like that natural stress, and it is stressful, or anxiety about going back and rethinking it and seeing like, does this work? How does it really work? And sort of proving it to yourself and, and, and being confident again in what you think it's just part of the process. It's what it's the price of growth. And I think if you're trying to avoid that pain of having to that insecurity and rethinking things and like, all right, all right, I'll try it again. I do think this works and here's why then you'll, you won't be able to grow.
1: Yes. And every time I'm in, a stressful situation. I call those uncomfortable situations. And I ask myself, what is the lesson in this very uncomfortable situation? If I want to learn something from this situation, sometimes you just want to move on. It's too painful. Okay, no problem. It might come back. Uh, But if you want to learn something from this scenario, what can I learn from it? And so when I'm going through those uncomfortable situations, I have to give myself uh, room to breathe and make uh, air quotations for the word mistakes, because are they actually mistakes if you learn something from it? And then the other thing that I think about is I want to look at every time I do something for the first time as the first pancake. Have you ever made pancakes? The first one comes out terrible ah, every time.
0: It's thick, yes, it's always thick and soaked <laughs> up with too much oil. That's my, and that's my pancake at least.
1: Yes, and that's life. Everything you do for the first time is going to be that first pancake, and then after that, you've got golden brown, buttery goodness.
0: Right, or you can just pour enough syrup on and be like, oh, I don't like you doing this crap anyway. Or forget um, it,
1: throw it out, go to the restaurant.
0: Right, your pancakes <laughs> might, your pancakes might not improve. Um, <laughs> sometimes mine don't. It's very no. hit or miss. I don't measure. That's sort of the problem with my pancakes.
1: Um, yeah, I don't make pancakes. I'm sort of on a gluten free, sort
0: of, <laughs> but the pancakes. lesson is
1: there. The point's there.
0: <laughs> what, what do you think would be different about your career if you didn't decide to carve out your own path? Cause you, it's very common and I'm not judging anybody because I think there's a certain personality type for each one of these directions where you just kind of go with the flow. Look, I was talking to Nick Leroy, one of the first episodes of this very podcast about, um, I forgot what he called them. But their employees, as say, work at an agency, they're nine to fivers. SEO is not their life kind of thing. And that's fine. Like you see that his point was you need those people. Like those people are good for X, Y, and Z. And the people who are super into it are good for A, B, and C. Like don't make it a, one's better than the other one kind of thing. But if you didn't decide to carve out your SEO path, you just sort of went with the flow, nine to five SEO. How would your SEO life look? How would it be different?
1: How would my life Personally, look at Your
0: SEO life. I mean, you could talk about your personal life, but.
1: <laughs> I think if I didn't really take control of my own life, my life is going to be in the hands of others. And so for it's almost like with your client's online reputation, don't leave the message in the hands of other people. You really want to sort of control that conversation. But for me, uh, it, I can't. Allow someone to have full control over my journey. And so SEO is just one part of who I am. There are other parts of who I am. There are other ventures, other things that have nothing to do with SEO that are very interesting to me, in which I'm exploring. So if one thing doesn't pan out the way I thought it would, I've got these other things that are also a Bruin. But I can't imagine a lot of people, what they don't realize is that with corporate, I was actually let go. But I looked at that as an opportunity to grow my own thing. I finally have this chance, but so I can't always control what happens, but I controlled and I was able to take life by the horns and create something the way that I wanted to create it. And because of this new journey, I've gotten more confidence, maybe more than I should like calm <laughs> down, calm down. Um, but it also allowed me to trust my gut a little bit more. So I think eventually everyone is going to come to a point where they're, they're going to either someone's going, you either get mad at your employer or you do something about it. And so if you don't do something about it, you can't really complain.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, you, you can still carve out your own SEO life and work for, for an employer um, case in point. Um, I think it's more, at least for me, it was more like, I need to have my own ideas if I'm going to do SEO and it's about, and that's a person, that's a personality thing for me. Like I need to have like, I'm a non-conformist, not, not in like a 1960s hippie kind of way, although I do like the 1960s and I do like hippies, but it was, it was more about, I used to hang out in the village all the time. I used to be kind of a weird hippie back in my early, I... early life. Yeah. With all the weird NYU kids. We're like, I know we're going back to the New York thing which is like, I love that. Like they're like the rich NYU kids trying to be all bohemian, always as a real New Yorker, maybe feel like what the hell is this crap. But anyway, um, it was always about like, I need to have my own outlook on things and just going with that flow and not having my own understanding and like really understanding it in a way that it's like substantial, where I can now, it's like one thing, it's one thing to understand something and be like, okay, I can do this. It's another thing to understand it and now apply it in new ways. And for me, it was really important to have that. So that was like my SEO life and carving up my own SEO path. And for some people, it looks totally different. Maybe some people, it's more about having the control over their, their, um, their career goals or, or being their own boss kind of thing. So there's no one, I don't think there's one SEO path, which is kind of the point, you're carving out your own SEO path. But if I could ask you, what were some of the practical tips, like the practical things that you did in order to carve out your own SEO path? Cause we've been a little bit high level and abstract about it. But if you are listening to this podcast and do you want to create your own SEO path and reflecting internally and conceptualizing is a little bit too abstract at this point, or maybe ever. Not, I'm not saying the judgmental way that came out really judgmental. That's not what I'm saying. What do you do practically in order to carve out your own SEO path?
1: Well, Let me also sort of tie in some of those questions that I would ask myself. Uh, So one of the things that I would ask myself is what does success mean to me? And that still might be a bit broad, but at the same time, I think that allows you to dive deep within who you are as a person. And so for like you were saying, success to some people are going to look different. So are you, does success to you mean uh, advancing your career as far as you possibly can? Does it mean, uh, having autonomy uh, to, to grow and to learn. That's all going to sort of inform, should you work for someone else? Should you uh, work for yourself? And I would say for me, I learned the most about how I want to carve my career when I was officially on my own. And that's just maybe the way it operated for me. So that first year, Uh, thinking more practically tactically, it was hustle mode. How do I sell? How am I going to get people to say yes? How do I meet these businesses? Who is my ideal client? How do I, uh, how much do I need in order to survive? It was, I almost feel like if I went back into corporate I would be a better worker because now I understand the needs of my customers just a little bit more because I am a small business owner. And now I understand what you're going through a little bit more. So I think start with that very first question of what does success mean to me? Because that might sort of help you decide I need to be uh, on my own. I need to work for someone else. Um, you, you know,
0: I think there's a common theme in that in the sense that you have to want to own it. And wh- that can mean different things in different contexts. But whatever it is that you're trying to do, you have to own it. If you, if you don't feel like you're fundamentally responsible and you have to, again, lack of a better word, own whatever it is you're trying to do, then you won't, that, 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 that difference in the level of, what, of your output or your commitment to something just won't be there. And if you don't have that fundamental ownership and, and commitment to that thing, It just you won't have that. The autonomy that comes with that just won't be there. You can't have one without the other one.
1: Absolutely. The other thing I'm going to add is, you know, as you're going through your career, it's okay to to change the narrative of uh if you need it to be. So when I was going through that hustle mode, the quote that I would always come up is winners never quit and quit quitters never win. But eventually, I think you need to change that narrative. If you need it to be to be winners quit all the time, they just quit the right stuff at the right time.
0: That's exactly what it is. Like there's even if you're going to go on and carve your own SEO path, you're not going to know you're not going to be the ultimate whatever you want to be. I mean, maybe you will be maybe you'll be the next SEO genius. But there's always going to be limitations. There's inherently going to be limitations of what you can do. There, there could be practical limitations like there you have a family or you have hobbies or whatever it is that you're going to need a balance. And there's going, just going to be um, um, monetary limitations, uh, access to resources, all those kind of things that there's going to be limitations. And knowing when to bag off and be like, this is not worth It's very, very important.
1: Yes. And actually that is another question. It's what do you need to let go of in order to move forward? So some of the things that you may need to get rid of as you advance in your career, it's goals that now, today, sound exhausting, and they bring you absolutely no joy. Uh, it could be letting go of expectations that you should be at a certain level by now, putting that pressure on yourself. It may mean you need to let go of clients whose values do not align with your own values, and possibly the uh, getting rid of letting go of guilt from having to fire a staff member or a freelancer. So getting, letting go of certain things too, uh, that's going to help you advance as you advance in your career. You,
0: You have to be healthy. Like fundamentally speaking, you can't do anything if you're not healthy and balanced.
1: Mental health is greater than SEO.
0: Very much so. That's a good place to end off. Mental health is greater than SEO. Christina, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at C Brodsky with the Z, not an S.
0: Yeah, with a Z, not an S, because we're not in, well, she's not from the UK. So it's gonna be a Z, not an S. Yes. Right? That's <laughs> exactly right. that makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, um, where can you find the SEO rant? You can find the SEO Rant at the SEO com or wherever great mediocre and terrible podcasts are found look for new episodes each and every thursday except when i don't do one so that was consistent um, but again usually on thursdays is a new episode and christina thank you so much for coming on and again just to confirm james dolan sucks <laughs>
1: thank you for having me
0: You're welcome <laughs> toodles